Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Joey from the So Wizard Podcast. Proud members of the Pulse Podcast Networks. Tix Blitz is the official ticket provider of the Pulse Podcast Network. Check it out. Have you been searching for the best ticket deals around? Well, look no further. With TixFlix, the price you see is the price you pay. And TixFlix just happens to have over $6 billion in ticket inventory just waiting for you. They absolutely mean it when they say every ticket, every venue, everywhere. And you can save even more with promo code PULSE in all caps to save you 5% off your total purchase. Just go to TixFlix.com and click the search bar. Search events based on your geographic location. Pick the show you want, and bam, it's showtime. Sporting events, Broadway shows, concerts, and more with TixFlix.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for the email newsletter so you can stay up to date on the latest news and savings with TixFlix. That's TixFlix.com. T-I-X-D-L-I-T-Z.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere. Hey, this is Brad from the podcast, The Cinema Guys. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, the only podcast that could pose the question, Are you an angel? And truly mean it. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizard. You are thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 237 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host is the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Oh, yeah. What is going on, everybody? The queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield, is away on assignment, so you're stuck with the pure testosterone fury of me and Marcellus <laughs> this week on So Wizard Podcast 2. Friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Pulse Podcast Network. This week, we're going to talk some news, and then we've got a review of Alita Battle Angel. James Cameron's dream project that's been in development for what, like, I want to say, years? like, uh, probably like 15, 15 or so years. Right. So open your eyes real wide, get ready to rock and roll. But before we get into that, Marcellus, we're all dying to know how was the K pop concert this past weekend? You had your special glow stick and you went off to New Jersey to see Red Velvet. Tell us all about it. Yeah, my throat is killing me right now because I was screaming at the top of my lungs during the show. Uh, it was so much like fun. Like a little schoolgirl? Uh, no, like a masculine schoolgirl. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing these days, so don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, it, it was great. It was great. I realized like this is the only time that a group that I actually really like is going to be on tour and I actually get the full concert experience. So, yeah, I was there with my glow stick, uh, my light-up glow stick. We had a banner that that everyone in the crowd got before the concert that we put up during the uh, encore to show so the girls could see, you know, how much we loved them and we appreciated them coming to America and putting on a show for us. Uh, 
And it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Like, I will probably not go to any other K-pop concerts at all because uh, this is like the this is the epitome. This is like the highlight. Um, I the, my seats that I got were really fucking high, like super nosebleed seats. Like I turned my um turned my little uh, official fan light on, and I can see the reflection on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> That's how high I was. Uh, but I had some binoculars, so I was able to uh, look down on the stage and you know get a good look at the girls, and it was cool. It was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun at that show. Awesome. It is always very important to go see bands that you like when you have the opportunity, especially something like that, where the hell knows if they're ever going to come back to North America. Yeah, exactly. They were here for K for um, KCON last year. They did a couple of songs and then they were here like two years ago. They made us they went to Chicago and did like a fan event. Um, is that one of those creepy fan events where you like buy a CD so you can shake their hand? Well, no. Well, yes. <laughs> Mark's like, it's, it's not creepy, all right? <laughs> no, yes, it was that type of event. Uh, no, they did not do like the, where you can, you spend like $300 and you can high five them <laughs> as you walk by them at the table, which is, it's pretty funny. Um, no, no, no. It was just like a, they just threw like a party for their American fans, but it was only one stop and it was in Chicago. And I'm like, I really want to fly to Chicago to go see this half concert. Uh, so the chance to see them a little bit closer to home and have it be like a real concert, like their set, them not sharing a stage with like eight other K-pop groups, just like all of them doing not all of their hit songs, but a, a decent amount of their hit songs, uh, putting on a show, talking in English to the audience. It was fun. It, it was perfect. I'm, unless Girls Generation for some reason gets back together with like all nine members, including Jessica, and they come to New York, I'm probably not going to go to any other K-pop concerts. Like, this is it right here. That's just the epitome of it. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, I always try to go to see bands that I love in concert, no matter what. Because when I was very young, uh, I was probably 13, uh, Nirvana played the Springfield Civic Center in Springfield, Massachusetts. And I wanted to go, and all my friends were going, and my mom said, you're really young to go to a big concert like that by yourself. You can go next time they come around. <laughs> there never was a next time. <laughs> so from that day forth, I swore <laughs> vengeance upon the earth. No, I uh, made sure I always went to see anything I wanted to see. Nice. Nice. That that makes me feel good. I don't feel so bad about the amount of money that I spent to go see Red Velvet. <laughs> well, I mean, you can still feel bad about it when you look at your bank account, but... Hey, man, this could be my Nirvana, man. This could be it. I don't even really like Nirvana at all anymore, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. That was a phase. That was like a couple-year phase. It passed quickly. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I got to spend a little time in Newark, New Jersey. Oh, no, no left turns. <laughs> yeah. The armpit of America. Did you go to Wawa at all while you were there? No. Is that a burger place? It's like a... Uh, sandwich shop that's like attached to a convenience store and gas station oh no i wasn't aware of it i think i might it have is, seen one ah, perfection oh now you tell me <laughs> now that i'm back i didn't know you were going to new jersey <laughs> uh yeah i didn't the place that i that i stayed at there wasn't really a lot of uh eating options uh, a lot of shopping options i almost bought battle angel alita on dvd <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Very strange that yeah. that would be available already. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's, that's, uh, did I jump into the future? How did this happen? 
But uh, yeah, there wasn't a lot of eating options, so I wound up eating at this uh, place. I got a burger and fries at the most disgusting. Like uh, I don't even know. It, it, it looked like a like a regular old school like Italian pizza shop, you know, that we have here, like all over the place here in Massachusetts. And I'm like, oh, that looks familiar. It looks like home. And I go in there and it doesn't look like it's been cleaned in like a couple of days. <laughs> There's crumbs all over the tables. But I had walked like 30 minutes to, to find something to eat. And that was it. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to I'm gonna take my chances and eat here. And it was disgusting. I mean, no, <laughs> I take that back. The, 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 sandwich was, the sandwich and the fries were actually really good. But man. The ambiance was off. Yeah, the ambiance was way off. <laughs> but luckily there was other people there, so I know the place wasn't like, you know, condemned. <laughs> right. They always are taken aback when you're like, is this did I stumble into the before filming of Restaurant Impossible right now? <laughs> yeah, this place was definitely like that. But um yeah, other than that, it was cool. It was a lot of fun. I posted some pictures on Instagram and and Twitter, and it was fun. And then uh, on a way home I uh had a quick layover in New York. And um, I get really anxious when I make when I make these kind of trips. So I try I like over plan to do stuff, and I try to you know not miss the train like I did last time. Uh, so I had some time to kill, and I'm like, oh, I'm in New York. I might as well see if I can spot uh, Midtown Comics and you know see what's going on. So I, I stopped in there for a minute. They were having a twenty percent off sale, and I picked up a uh, I picked up a Alex Wilder pop figure to go on my desk. I don't even know what Alex Wilder is. Oh, Alex Wilder is the kid from Runaways. Okay. The kid with the afro and the glasses. When I look at my desk, I have uh, T'Challa, Killmonger, uh, Miles Morales, and a couple of, like about a month ago, I'm like, man, an Alex Wilder figure will look really nice with these guys. So uh, I didn't want to spend the money, but it was 20% off. So I'm like, yeah, I get that. All right. I can see that. I can see that. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So that was my experience, dude. How was your week? It was boring. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I just worked and slept, and I got sick halfway through the week and missed a day of work, which was awful because all I did was sleep for literally forty-eight hours. Oh Jesus! Yeah, well, least, yeah, that wasn't fun. At least you got the rest up, so that's good. Yeah, by the end of the day, on uh, by the time it was time to go to work on Friday, yeah. I was so sick of being in bed. <laughs> It's just like, I'll, I'll, I'll go to work early. I don't even care. Let's go. <laughs> just get me out of here. But yeah, speaking of work, like the worst ever was uh, today when I went to see Battle Angel Alita. Excuse me, Alita colon Battle Angel. Right. Um, there's two theaters by us equidistant from my house. So I can go in one direction or the other. So I went to the one that was by where I work just because that's where the timing worked out to go to a showing. But it sucked because I like, had to drive from my house past my job <laughs> to mm-hmm. the mall to go to the movie theater and then drive home to come home and record and take a nap and turn around and drive immediately <laughs> back where it just was to go to work for eight hours. So that was frustrating. But other than that, I got nothing going on. So let's get at it. Markellis, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast? All right, so everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, You'll also find some movie reviews from yours truly. Uh, You'll find some Netflix and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there. You can uh, purchase some of our t-shirts and look good while you're representing the show. Uh, A great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. You click on that big A, 
You do your shopping, you receive your products from Amazon, and you'll be helping out So Is Your Podcast, which is great. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you are there. Uh, you can also find us on a Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone. You can find us on Podbean, Google Play Music, and you can stream our show through Spotify. Uh, a great way to support our show is through our Patreon account, patreon.com backslash so was your podcast uh donate a little bit of money get some bonus material from us and uh, you get to help out the show uh shout out to all of our podcasting buddies all over the world back to you joey If I ever, if I see a dick, I just look away. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. And as always, like we mentioned last week on the podcast, we're now members of the Pulse Podcast Network. And you can check out our show as well as all the other shows on the network. Everything from sports and pro wrestling to Dungeons and Dragons playthroughs on PulsePodcastNetwork.com. Now, Marcellus, it is time to discuss the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right. So this week in nerdy news, a lot of uh, film director news happened this week, which uh, makes me very excited. All right. So let's start with one of our favorite directors here, uh, Brian Singer. Uh, hey, 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 you and Aubrey <laughs> both love his last movie. So let's uh, let's keep that in mind. Uh, Red Sonia is being put on hold until further notice. Brian Singer is still officially attached to the project, but it's looking like he might not get a chance to direct it. Um, as it stands right now, uh, they are kind of pumping the brakes, seeing how things go. So Red Sonia is uh, right now in uh, uh, in limbo. Now, I don't know who the fuck asked for a Red Sonja movie, and I really don't know who asked for one directed by Brian Singer, but uh, I am not disappointed by this news at all. In fact, I, I really think Robert Rodriguez should just take it back, take the reins back and do it over again. Uh, Joey, how do you feel about Brian Singer not doing a Red Sonja movie? Well, is he still unofficially attached to underage men? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Maybe. <laughs> um, I am not a huge Brian Singer fan, even without all the uh, all the background noise surrounding him. I mean, is there anything he's directed where you sit up? Well, I mean, The Usual Suspects was good, but it's not a name that moves the needle. What do you think? Dude, you're, he did Bohemian Rhapsody. He did like... How much of it did he do? He got fired halfway through it. It wasn't quite halfway through it. I'm gonna say probably about from what I can from what I could gather, probably about eighty percent of that, seventy five percent of that movie is Brian Singer. Bro, anybody could have directed that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I love that movie. That's but right. Let's be real. <laughs> do you think the other guy directed ninety percent of that movie? What did they do? Just like put a camera on the four of them in a room? I mean. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you that that movie is Brian Singer all over it. Whether you want to admit it or not, that's his movie. I, I don't. I'm sorry, but like Louis Letelier could have directed that movie. <laughs> Anybody could have directed that movie. 
But the point is, Brian Singer did direct most of it, and you and Aubrey both love it. It's one movie. (laughs) There you go. There's one. I'm just saying, he's not somebody that moves the needle. It's not like Tarantino or or James Cameron or somebody where they announce a project and it doesn't even matter what it is. You're like, I want to see that. Yeah. So who cares? Get somebody else to direct Red (laughs) Sonja. Why do we have to have a Red Sonja movie anyway? Like, who fucking cares about that? We got to set up the Conan Cinematic Universe. (sighs) This is like some some studio somewhere learning the absolute wrong lesson from Wonder Woman making a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wants to see a Red Sonja movie. Sorry. That's right. Brigitte Nelson ain't walking through that door, folks. (laughs) And if she does, she'll be old. Yeah, and I mean, come on, let's admit it. It's going to get turned into a a TV show for Amazon in a couple of years anyway. So I don't even know why they even bother trying to get this off the ground. They have about 328 seasons of The Wheel of Time to get through first. (laughs) All right. Okay, so Red Sonja off the table. Uh, Brian Singer may or may not still be attached. (laughs) All right, so then in other director news, uh, Mark Webb, who you may remember from the Amazing Spider-Man and The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is set to direct a remake, or not a remake, uh, uh, adaptation of an anime. An anime? Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? <laughs> of a movie that I've talked about before called Your Name. Uh, it's the highest grossing anime uh, in, I want to say history. Uh, it's made, when it came out a couple of years ago, it made a ton of money. Put it at number one. It's a story about a guy, a guy about a, a teenage boy and a teenage girl who wake up one morning in their in each other's bodies without realizing it. Kind of like one of those '80s body switch movies with Fred Savage, Judge Ryan again, or or Kurt Cameron, yes, vice versa. <laughs> Freaky Friday. It's one of those movies, except for it's not as that's not the hook. The hook of them switching bodies isn't really the hook. It's just like a gimmick. There's a lot more to the story. And the the movie itself is really good. I actually did see it in the theaters. I really, really liked it. I have it on DVD. It's a movie that I love. I don't know how they're going to be able to make that into uh, a live action movie. But J.J. Abrams is producing it. Uh, it's going to be written by the guy who wrote Arrival, which is really good. And Mark Webb is going to be directing it. Who when his Scarlett name- Johansson will be starring in it. <laughs> no way. No. I'm pretty well, actually, <laughs> I was going to say she's not going to start it because the main female character is going to be Native American, <laughs> but that doesn't necessarily take Scarlett Johansson off the table. <laughs> oh, I thought it, you were going to say she was Korean and then I was just thinking Emma Stone would be. <laughs> yeah, Scarlett Johansson still might have a chance. She might have a chance for that. But yeah, I, you know, Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man 2 are good tries, but they don't work and I, I i feel bad i feel bad for mark webb for not pulling it off but he did do 500 days of summer which i completely forgot about uh a really good movie that has to do with uh, a love story told at different sections in time so when i compare it to 500 days of summer he's actually a really good choice for this movie now joey i know you haven't seen your name and you probably have only heard of it when i brought it up but does this interest you at all no <laughs> Sounds boring, and Mark Webb sucks. Am I going to make you see it for the podcast? No. Yes. (laughs) Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Oh, no. Oh, this is happening. 
This is happening. Oh, Don't this isn't even like I, I hate you now. Watch, you're just like gonna make me see this. Yes. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, let me put it this way: you can watch this, or we can watch the anime. Oh, I'll watch the movie. There you go. There we go. At least there might be some hot chicks on there. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so Mark Webb, uh, his name being attached. Now I'm excited for it. Right over rival JJ Abrams, uh, amazing story. Sign me up. I'm ready. Uh, all right. So then next we got some sad news, news that isn't really shocking to anyone that's been paying attention, but it happened nonetheless. Netflix looked at Punisher, looked at Jessica Jones and they said, Cue the Millie Vanilli. (laughs) So those shows are both gone. It's official. Netflix and Marvel, they're they're wiping their hands off each other. That's it. They're done. The connection is over. Their relationship is completely finished. Now, this this shouldn't surprise anyone, like I said, that's been paying attention. But it does kind of solidify that there is hope for the future. Now, Joy, I know we talked about this ad nauseum about every time a show gets canceled. Uh, what does that mean for the future? Does this give you any kind of uh, satisfaction that this this partnership is officially ended now? Yeah, uh, well, I don't have satisfaction about it. <laughs> I don't have any movies starring Justine Bateman about it, but um, that's, that's a that's deep a cut. That's a deep huh? cut, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't remember what they changed the title of that to when they put it on broadcast television that's neither here nor there um (laughs) (laughs) i i think they're getting rid of uh marvel television you know they have that separate division that made the netflix shows uh in humans and agents of shield yep i think they're getting rid of that because all the netflix shows are gone and humans was a disaster and agents of shield just got renewed for two seasons but um, I don't think it's going to go on past that. And that's the only thing they have working. Um, New Warriors was filmed and never aired. Well, I think that well, Cloak and Dagger is still going on, right? Yeah, that's about to premiere soon, I think. And Runaways is still going strong. Okay, so they have three shows. But I don't know, man. Especially with uh, Disney Plus now announcing all these MCU series that actually have actors from the movies and will actually cross over with the movies. Mm-hmm. Kind of seems like maybe Kevin Feige is making a power play and getting rid of Marvel television <laughs> so he can have everything under his thumb, <laughs> which is fine for me. But, you know, especially if the quality is going to go up even higher. But eh, it sucks that these shows got canceled. It's very strange when people keep like saying, oh, they're going to go on Disney Plus. But they're not because they're not PG-13 or lower rated shows. Like, right. You're not going to put Jessica Jones with like, Luke Cage railing her and <laughs> <laughs> fucking Disney Plus. So they could go to Hulu, but I mean, they'd have to buy out Netflix on this stuff. And it's just cost wise. I don't, it just might be prohibitive. Maybe over time that stuff will get all taken back and put on Hulu in some form. But I, I, I think people sitting here pining for a Daredevil season four to appear anytime soon are very, very, uh, going to be very, very disappointed. Hmm. Probably, probably. But I still think that there's a chance that these characters come back in the movies. Like, I still think we could get a Daredevil feature film with the same actors. You know, maybe it's just a pipe dream, but I don't know. I think it's possible. I think that, I don't know if the groundwork is laid for that, but I think that's definitely a possibility. I think the important thing is that Karen Page is out of work now and she may need to be consoled. (laughs) I am here for you, Karen Page. It's not a real name. (laughs) 
escape room. <laughs> I'm here for you, escape room. Actually, shout out to um, all right. Her name is Deborah Wall, I think. Deborah Ann Wall. Deborah Ann Wall. Yeah, she just got married recently. What? Yeah. That's not good news. Well, good for the. <laughs> Good for the guy. Yeah, good, good for, for the him. guy. I want to smell his hand, but I mean, <laughs> shake his hand. But yeah, he he seems like a good dude, and and I don't know, I don't know how like wrong this is to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, the guy, you know, he's having a a, a tough time with uh, some kind of disease that he has that causes that's been causing like blindness in him. So there is a real like I don't know. Karen Page, Matt Murdock vibe that I get from them when I see like pictures of them. Uh, but he did marry Karen Page. So, you know, he's almost daredevil. That's like a deal with the devil. You know, I'll take away your sight, but you can have a smoking hot wife. So good, good for him. Yeah, good for him. Good for her. My, my heart's a little broken, but good for him. Yeah, I'd be like, honey, I forgot what your butt looks like. <laughs> I need to like touch it. <laughs> All right. I'm so- sorry. I'm blind. It's the only way I can see. <laughs> So, uh, speaking of Marvel and Hulu, uh, there is going to be a slew of Marvel animated shows that are going to be coming direct to Hulu. Four different shows. Uh, the first one is going to star Tigra and Dazzler. The second one is going to star Hit Monkey. The third one is, now, Joey, correct me if I'm saying this wrong, Modoc. Yeah, that's right. All right. And then the third, I'm sorry, the fourth one is Howard the Duck. That's going to be written by Kevin Smith. And then all of these characters are going to team up in their own cartoon adventure called The Offenders. Uh, and this is all going to be on Hulu. Now, I don't know anything about any of these characters at all. I do know Howard the Duck from the movie. I never read a How- I might have had a Howard the Duck book when I was a kid. But I love Kevin Smith and the fact that he's going to be and he's going to be writing for Howard the Duck. I think that is a match made in heaven. I'm I'm ready for that because I love Kevin Smith. I think him in a Marvel world is going to be really fun so joey how do you feel about these four titles and how do you feel about them teaming up and making the offenders um how is dazzler involved in this i thought she was an x-men character well actually i guess she debuted outside of the x-men so she's maybe not part of that license i guess but uh, I'm, I'm upset that Tigra is being roped into this since she's a founding member of the West Coast Avengers and apparently now won't be part of that. It's going to be in some like comedy show. <sighs> <laughs> I have no idea what a Tigra is <laughs> until I read it today. Oh, she's like a girl that looks like an orange cat. Right. Yeah. So like Cheetah. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, how much time do you have? Uh, never, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's cool. I guess it's. It's really going to depend for a lot of this stuff. Like I'm not super interested in this. I'll be quite honest with you. Yeah. I have a weird sense of humor and it, I don't know if I would find this funny. Like there's people that swear by a show called Archer. Have you ever heard of this show? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I've heard. I, I watched a and, few episodes and I tried watching it and it just wasn't for me, but yeah. everybody loves it. So I don't know. It's a weird sense of humor. So uh, if these are like six, eight, even maybe 12, 13 episode seasons, maybe I could sit down and watch it, but I'm not going to sit down and bang out like 24 episodes. <laughs> right. So, yeah. so it's really going to come down to that. I, I just can't see myself watching much of it. Yeah. I don't think I'll watch Tigra and Dazzler or Modoc, uh, but Hit Monkey sounds interesting. <laughs> that sounds like a cool <laughs> concept. A monkey that's a hitman. 
I, I yeah, I'll, I'll watch that. I'll watch the hell out of that if it's good. Uh, and of course, you know, I love Kevin Smith. So yeah, I'm definitely down for Howard the Duck. Uh, but this does kind of show that Hulu and Marvel can work together on TV shows. Henceforth, there might be a bridge leading to the other uh, shows that were canceled on Netflix. A small bridge, but there's still a bridge. So there, there's a chance. Um, and that's it. That's all I got for the news. All right. Wow. Sweet. So uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back after these messages with our review of Alita Battle Angel. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, part of the Pulse Podcast Network. Did you know that you could be using this spot to advertise your company or business? Well, I've done the research, and PodcastInsights.com report that podcast listeners are loyal, affluent, and mostly college-educated, but most importantly, are five times more likely to interact with the ad they hear on their favorite podcast than an ad from any other medium. If you would like to advertise your company or brand with our network, it's simple. All you have to do is send an email to marketing at pulsepodcastnetwork.com. I'll say it one more time. Marketing at pulsepodcastnetwork.com. And we hope to hear from you soon. And we're back. All right. So it's time to talk about the new movie, Alita Battle Angel. We both had a chance to see it. What we'll do first, as always, is talk a little bit non-spoiler, and then we'll play a sound drop delineating spoiler talk so you can jump off if you haven't seen it yet or keep going as we spoil the crap out of the movie and talk about it even more in depth. But to get started, Marcellus, what did you think, non-spoiler, about Alita Battle Angel? You know, this is it's kind of a complicated situation for me to talk about this movie. I did write a review um, that is on the SoulWizardPodcast.com website. Yes, people were very excited about your early and spoiler-free review of Alita Battle Angel on SoWizardPodcast.com. Oh. <laughs> oh, nice. I forgot it was early. Yeah, it's been a while since I have seen it. Um, I like this movie, but I also really like the anime. And the anime, in ways, doesn't make sense in some anime? aspects. Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? So I really like this movie because it followed a lot of what the anime did. So I, I'm kind of uh, kind of partial to it. So I liked it. Yeah, you liked it. Yeah, I like I liked it a lot. Didn't love it. Okay. And what about you, Joey? Um, I fucking loved this movie. What? <laughs> what? What? No. <laughs> I loved this movie. Move over Mikasa from Attack on Titan. There's a new waifu in town, <laughs> and her name is Alita. No, I don't believe that at all. I fucking love this movie, dude. <laughs> all right, and all right, so <laughs> I right, we'll, we'll get into it for spoilers, but that's good. So you, right. you like you like everything about it? Not everything okay well we could get into that into spoilers yeah. but i i was more than happy walking out of the movie theater wow. i definitely got my money's worth and enjoyed myself so wow i did not see that coming <laughs> all right we'll play the spoiler sound drop and we're gonna get into it spoiler alert i had seen the future and i had to prevent it <laughs> all right spoilers ahoy for alita colon battle angel so why why are you upset that i loved it no, I'm not upset. I'm just surprised the the amount of of guff that 
that we gave that trailer with her huge eyes. <laughs> Honestly, dude, at the very first scene where she wakes up in bed, yeah, it was like, oh, oh no. Like, I don't know why, but just that very, very first scene when it's like focused on her face and it, it was like really taking it back. But then it just like clicks in and you just accept it and you're like, okay, yeah, this is fine. <laughs> okay, good, good. Yeah. Let's let's be real here. Just just to get this out out of the way, the movie's a fucking mess. Okay, <laughs> it's a goddamn mess. There's so much going on and so much exposition and so much backstory. Oh God, yeah, it's like every... it feels like five different movies cobbled <laughs> together into one. Mm-hmm. And it it is in a way, it is a lot of stories cobbled into one. And there is a lot of whenever a character starts talking, it's all exposition. Just they just pours out of them. And and I'll be real honest with you. The saddest thing to me is that if this movie was maybe a half an hour longer and directed by James Cameron, it would be a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Because it looks fucking phenomenal. <laughs> now, did you you didn't see it in 3D, right? No, I I was going to. But then it's a long involved story that involves me leaving the house with my glasses on instead of my contacts yeah. and having to fit the showing in bef- after I picked up my wife's car from getting the oil changed. And before I had to come home and record with enough time to take a nap before I go to work eight hours lifting boxes on third shift. <laughs> so <laughs> I went to a 2d showing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, and it wasn't even in the theater where you can pick your seats. So, <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. Um, I went to the, the early screening that I went to was like, it was called the ultra bright 3d screening. And, uh, this movie looks amazing in 3d. If you're on the fence about going to see it in 3d, uh, I would say definitely if you have the time and money, uh, definitely go see it in 3d. It looks fucking amazing in it. It's really enveloping, like better than any other 3d movie that I've seen. Maybe even better than avatar. Maybe. Ooh. I might have to watch it again just to, to see that. All right, so let's break it down, Joy. What did you absolutely love about it? The story, the characters? Um, I liked the story a little bit. Yeah. I, it it wasn't hard for me to follow because I'm a huge nerd. Um, and I know, all joking aside, I've watched anime, I've watched cyberpunk, I've read cyberpunk books, uh, all that stuff. So following a crazy, weird, convoluted sci-fi story, not a problem. Um, I can see where that would lose like Joe six pack, but that wasn't a problem for me. I actually liked the story. I loved Alita herself as a character mm-hmm. and everything that she had to do on the screen. I loved the fights. The fights were fucking phenomenal. Um, I even liked the like roller ball, like solar babies or whatever that was they were playing. <laughs> so now that's a deep one, huh? Forgot about that one. Yeah, that's a deep cut. Um, I did like the roller ball, everything. I, you know, I liked a lot of the stuff of the movie. It just, you know, it just feels like a mess when watching it. But it, it was great. The fights were fucking awesome. Oh my god, the fights were good. I really enjoyed. It. Like, I followed the story um, pretty easily. Uh, you know, it's not really super convoluted, but it does feel like it does take a lot of twists and turns. And then you don't really get to see the payoff of that direction. It's like, all right, we're this type of story, and now we're going to bank left and be this type of story. And then once you're like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen in, quote unquote, this type of story, it banks right and moves into something else. But that being said, I actually really like the way that they tried to lay everything out. The only thing is it, it felt, to me, it felt like it was a, a bunch of really cool scenes 
kind of strung together without a real backbone of a story to flow through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. At, while I was watching it, I almost started to think, started to think the same way. Like this seems to start to be a problem that we're seeing in movies over and over again. And, and I almost like the third time in a row now, I think with Venom, Aquaman, and now this where I love Alita. I like the world she's in. I like all the other characters in the movie. I like her interacting with them. I don't give two flying shits about the story. (laughs) Like I could have just watched a movie about her walking around eating oranges. Like that was fine. (laughs) That was fine. So just like uh, similar to Aquaman, it's like this movie's great until it has to be a movie. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, and you know, even with that, but because I watched the anime itself, um, it does follow the anime pretty closely. They do, you know, some there's scenes in the anime that I, when I saw it, I'm like, all right, there's no way this they're gonna put this in a live action movie. Like the uh, the promotional material for Alita shows her putting blood underneath her her eye. Oh, such a great part. <laughs> and you know, in the car in the cartoon, I know where that blood came from. And I'm like, there's no way they're gonna kill a dog in this movie and have her like use the the blood of the dog and mark it underneath her eye like they're showing in a marketing material. So then when it happened, I was like, "Holy shit. Good good for you guys that have not that I, you know, condone them killing dogs, but I'm glad that they paid enough respect to the anime that they wanted to make it literal." So that 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 part I actually really enjoyed. And that whole whole fight scene in a bar was fucking amazing. It was. It was. Even um I I was expecting to not like her, um, I guess, boyfriend. Yeah. For lack of a better term, I was expecting not to like that part of the movie, but I actually liked that too. I thought that part was, was well done also though. I did, you know, have a existential, you know, feeling when I thought I'll never ride a one wheeled motorcycle with Alita on the back (laughs) of it through a dirty cyberpunk city. So why even bother going on? (laughs) Um, so you like that character or you, you, did you like his storyline? Like his, uh, we beat up, uh, cyborgs and take their parts storyline. Again, I liked that storyline, but that didn't, it didn't feel fleshed out enough. Yeah. <laughs> like it seemed like that should have been a much bigger deal and affected their relationship more. Yep. And then it was kind of like cloudy at the end. Like, was he just using her? Was he not just using her? Was he planning on selling her? Was he not planning on selling her? Like, like that never really got flushed out. And then he's dead. And then he came back in a shitty body (laughs) (laughs) and then he's dead again. (laughs) I think they did a good job of selling them caring about each other and her being upset when things happened to him. I think that was done well. It's just, again, it felt like this needed another, (laughs) somebody needed to take another pass at the script and it needed about another 25 minutes. Well, it's funny that Robert Rodriguez cut out like a lot of James Cameron's script. As you can probably imagine, if James Cameron wrote it, he trimmed a lot of that stuff out. So, yeah, you're probably right. There's probably a lot more to the story that uh, maybe would have fleshed it out a little bit better. Um, what did you think of uh, – well, let's go through all the, the characters. What did you think of uh, the guy that played her dad, Kristoff? Um, I thought he did a really good job as her father. I think that whole that whole aspect of it was, especially as a father, like you know that stuff's rough. Like some mm. fucking cyborg killed his daughter. Yeah, <laughs> and then he you know tried to make her into his daughter. So that stuff was I liked that a lot. Um, it was just so weird when he's like he's leaving the house at night and you're like oh boy what's going on and 
he's actually a hunter killer. <laughs> like what? <laughs> How did that happen? And then, then you're like, okay, well that's what the movie is going to be about. And then it's not about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You would think that, okay, now they're going to team up and be like father, daughter, bounty hunters or something like that. Right. And, or it's like, oh, she has a boyfriend and she's a cyborg. How's that going to work? This is what the movie is going to be about. <laughs> and it's not really about that. Okay, she's playing rollerball. This is what the movie's <laughs> going to be about. It's not really about that either. All right, Edward Norton is wearing right. <laughs> clothes from an Oingo Boingo video. <laughs> this is what the movie's going to be about. He looked like a character in a video game. He looked like the guy in UHF that ran the tech stuff in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a deep cut for him. So... so yeah, so I guess what the movie is really about is this floating city that all of the rich people live on. And Elysium. Elysium, yes. And at some point, Matt Damon is going to climb up those ropes to get to the city. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess uh, apparently that's what the movie is, is really about. It's the people below wanting to take down the people in the floating city above, I'm assuming. No, they wanted to go up there and live there, but the end reveal is that no one ever gets to go up there. They just take their body parts and send them up there because mm -hmm. they took uh, Jennifer Connelly's like brain and her eyes. Right. So that's why I wanted to ask you, what did you think of Jennifer Connelly's character? I was completely taken aback because I had no idea she was in the movie. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. And then uh, I was dying because he like took her brain and stuff at the end. And I was like, well, if she still looked like she did in career opportunities, he would have probably <laughs> taken the rest of her. But, you know, there's no uh, ride on horses, I guess, in Elysium. So. No, forget that, man. There's a scene where she's laying in bed when she's talking to Mahershala Ali wearing a lingerie. And I'm like, fucking A, Jennifer Connelly can still get it, man. You still got it. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, my God. I'm like, yo, this chick is smoking. Yeah, a lot of people say that she's like wasted in the movie. I actually liked her character. I thought the scenes that she was in, she was there to to serve her purpose, to be like the quote unquote mother figure of Alita without really being that way. You know, she had her dream. She saw that Mahershala Ali's character was lying to everyone. He was never going to get her back to that that city in the sky. Uh, she was able to finally understand that he's not the man that she thought he was. He can't do the things that, that he said he was going to do. And seeing her, I don't know, reincarnation of her daughter in a way, uh, it, you know, it gave her character some some depth. It, it, she, it, it meant something when she was able to save Hugo to help her daughter instead of, you know, spinning what she's been doing the rest of the movie trying to kill her. I like that character a lot. I don't understand why people are saying that she's hardly in the movie or she's wasted. No, in the movie. I didn't think she was wasted at all. I thought it was fine again, but it was another thing where it would have been nice to have a little extra time in the movie fleshing it out because she's evil. And then she shows up and sees Alita crying and now she's helping her. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, yeah. that's all I need. You know, those big old eyes, <laughs> big eyes. I, goes I big mean, tears. I, I understand, you know, <laughs> as we've just discussed, we have Alita now number one at the waifu ranking, but you know, <laughs> Thank God for CG because I looked up the actress. Plays <laughs> her. Oh, you, yeah, you didn't. Her eyes are just not big enough. Yeah. For me, you know? <laughs> wow, how how the tables have turned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so oh, so what did you think of? Um, oh my God, 
I can't think of his name. The guy that was in Deadpool that played Ajax in Deadpool as like the oh, he, the pretty face the, bounty, uh, pretty bounty face hunter. guy. I thought yeah. that was great, man. Holy shit, I love this guy, man. He is he's just I think he's just a great actor. Like I, um, but I saw but seeing him in this, and then he was also in uh, uh, If Bill Street Could Talk in like a little part. This guy's a really good actor. Like I really enjoyed him. I thought he was great in this movie as the the pretty boy with the sword with that. <laughs> The sword that he didn't deserve to have. I thought that whole thing was awesome. I was uh, surprised because, again, uh, you know, the movies. <laughs> I, I, at, th- at this point, when she goes into the bar of the uh, bounty hunters, I'm like, all right, what is this movie going to be about at this point? And then she starts giving a speech about rallying them to fight um, the big giant bounty hunter. Right. And I'm like, OK, so that's what the movie is going to be about. <laughs> And it's not, but that was actually, I liked that subversion of, oh, Brian Johnson, uh, I don't know her, subversion of my expectations, (laughs) Um, that she gave her big speech and the music swelling and no one cared. Yep. I also liked that her boyfriend was just like, uh, (laughs) this is a really bad idea. He just like did not want anything to do with fighting any of these people. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it leads to that awesome fight with her and uh, the big dude with the uh, chains, finger chains. Yeah. Which uh, it surprised me. I did not think she was going to get sliced up that way. Um, no, I did not either. And uh, I, well, you knew she was going to get that more advanced body somehow because it's like Chekhov's gun. Like you don't introduce that body and then just not use it. <laughs> right. Right. But I thought she was going to get it because she wanted her dad to do it. And he was like, fuck no. And then he was just going to give in and do it anyway. I didn't know she was going to need it. I love that she got sliced all the pieces and she's had one arm. <laughs> she's still fighting. She punched her fist into the guy's <laughs> eye. Uh, she only has one arm and she used it to punch this dude in the face. You got to love it. You got to love Fight it. Fight scenes were phenomenal in this movie. Yeah, yeah. And what and what did you think of uh, the rollerball? sequence it was cool i I thought that stuff was cool that was really fun it's been a while since we've seen a futuristic sport like this in a movie when was the last time we saw anything like this real steel speed racer (laughs) speed racer there you go (laughs) again it wasn't fleshed out as much as as i would have liked but it, it was fun you know um i don't know how she got into doing it at the end because she never finished the first race so right that's the I mean, and I was I was kind of disappointed because they kind of lead this race where she's like, all right, guys, we're going to we're going to race and I'm going to win and, you know, make some money and, and get up to the city. And every person on the track is like, we're going to kill this girl. Like, we're literally that's our job is to kill her. So I wanted to see her like be victorious over that challenge. And instead, she leaves that challenge three quarters of the way through to go save her boyfriend who's in a whole nother thing. So it, it felt incomplete. But she got to come back. Yeah. Yeah. But she, yeah. <laughs> so then the other things I just wanted to say that I, I really liked uh, the guy that played Hugo's friend. The one I was like, hey, man, your, your girlfriend's crazy. Uh, I didn't know he was going to die. That kind of sucked. Right. What I enjoyed about him and their friends was it was when they first appeared. I'm like, oh, great. It's the Burger King Kids Club of Diversity. Yep. Here to hang out with Alita. <laughs> but then they actually were characters. Like they didn't just have, oh, here's her black friend and he's the greatest person in the world. 
Like he actually was kind of an asshole yeah. <laughs> and he got killed. <laughs> like, that's great. That's actual diversity, what you want. Like He's not just someone's purse puppy and they get to say, oh, we have a black person in the movie. Like he's actual character. Mm-hmm. Like this is fucking great. Um, so I liked that. I liked that. I was actually concerned up until that part. Like how is this going to play out? Because they did do it as much as it wasn't flushed out enough. They did do a good job of kind of casting that doubt of – is her boyfriend really her boyfriend? Is he trying to use her? Is, yeah. is he going to turn and be bad with his friends? Like what's going to happen? So it was interesting. And then he ended up trying to help his friend and getting sliced in half. So, oh. yeah, I, I you know watching the movie. I'm like, man, I know this fucking kid from, from somewhere. Uh, is the kid from uh, Bumblebee. Oh, I didn't realize. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And the girl, the Asian girl was from, uh, she was in a deadly class. Oh, okay. Yeah. The uh, girl from Baby Driver was in this. The uh, Spanish girl. No. Smoking hot chick that was with uh, John Hamm. Where the fuck was she? I don't know. I just saw it on IMDb <laughs> earlier, and I'm trying to figure out who the hell she played in the movie. I, 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 oh, wait. Is she, the, is she the girl with the uh, – <laughs> that you only see her face? She has like the long razors. Oh, the spider maybe woman. she was. Maybe she was. <laughs> oh, man. I, I might have to watch that again now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I – was really impressed that they stuck so close to the anime. I love that um, Christoph had the axe with the the rocket <laughs> on the back of it. <laughs> like I, I saw that in the cartoon. Like there, that's not going to be in a movie at all. And sure enough, there it was. So yeah, the fact that they stuck so close to the anime. You know, the movie doesn't quite work as a whole. It doesn't quite have like that that crescendo where it it gets you like to the end and you're like fuck yeah, like the Matrix or something. But it's it's good. It is really really good. I gave it extra points because it, it so closely mirrors the anime. All right, all right, all right. So you know, I'll echo what Mark says. You know, it's a bit of a mess, <laughs> <laughs> but I still loved it. And God, I wish James Cameron had directed this. Not that there's anything wrong with the direction, because like we've said, the fight scenes are fucking phenomenal. The special effects look great. Um, they did the best they could with the lo- with the budget and the absolutely insane script that's all over the place but man could you imagine james cameron doing this movie <laughs> well he's had 14 years to do it and the only the i mean come on let's be real the only reason we're seeing this movie is because robert rodriguez was like dude are you gonna make this fucking movie or what are you gonna do this movie and camera's like i got shit to do man if you want this movie so bad you fucking do it <laughs> avatar 2 better be really really fucking good that's all i can say <laughs> Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5 are going to be amazing. Oh, God. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> Enough about that. Let's get a score out of 5, Mark Ellis, and a score of 0 to 5, with 0 being the worst and 5 being the best. What did you think of the Lita Battle Angel? Uh, the movie is a 3 out of 5, but I give it an extra half a point because the 3D is amazing, and it very closely resembles the anime right down to Hugo falling to his death in the clouds. I'm like, there's no fucking way they're going to put that in the movie. And they sure enough did. So, uh, yeah, I'll give that shit a four out of five. Oh, wow. All right. Well, guess what? I also gave it a four out of five. (laughs) I fucking loved this movie. Cannot wait to get it on Blu-ray. I think you guys should go check it out in the movie theater. It needs to make as much money as possible so we can get the sequel (laughs) and see what the fuck happens when (laughs) Edward Norton fights Alita in Alita Battle Angel 2 Electric Boogaloo. Oh, my God. That's exactly what I was going to say. What the fuck is happening with Edward Norton? We need to know. This movie has to have a part two. 
I know. He'll probably rewrite the script on set five times. <laughs> James Cameron, who? We're going to rip all of these pages off. We're going to start That's over. Right. <laughs> Give me Louis Leterrier. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Fantastic. So let's get some recommendations and wrap this bad boy up. Mark Ellis, what do you got for the listeners this week? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say watch the Oscars. Um, it's going to be on this week or at least find out who the winners are and then come back to the Soul Wizard Facebook page and see how I did picking my winners. Uh, last year, I did pretty good. Year before that and year before that, not so good. But uh, I, have, I have a good feeling this year that this is going to be good. And so that's what I would suggest. Watch the Oscars and follow up with uh, the Soul Wizard Facebook page. I will say that my pick is either Roma or Cold War. They both look like the most fucking boring movies on the face of the earth. I will uh, throw out there. I was trying to illegally download Cold War for Marcellus to watch, and I could not find one that had English subtitles. But, you know, going back to a million years ago when we were downloading episodes of Smallville. Jesus. On, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what fucking site it was. Um, but it was the wild west of torrents at the time. So like, I remember downloading an episode of Smallville and then it was actually gay porn. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so now whenever I download something, I always skip through the file first to make sure it is what it's supposed to be before <laughs> I like watch it. Um, and just the bits and pieces of cold war that I saw were so awful and boring that I was just like, I was turning to stone while I was watching it. Yeah, yeah. I was going to go see it in the theaters, but the theater was about a half an hour away and we got hit with a snowstorm and there was no way I was going to make it in time. But if you are interested in watching Cold War, uh, a nice long black and white foreign film that could win Best Picture of the Year, it will be on Amazon Prime March 22nd. So uh, mark your calendars. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll make sure I um, <laughs> got something to do that day. Fantastic. <laughs> Well, I will suggest that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week, links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page, movie reviews, streaming picks, and so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, just about anywhere under the sun that you can find podcasts. As always, we're on the Pulse Podcast Network, PulsePodcastNetwork.com, where you can find us and all the other shows in the Pulse Podcast Network. So check that out. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Adam Wallyhawk's got weekly new videos with content on there, including action movie breakdowns with him and his wife, as well as direct focus where he takes on different directors films. He's working through Steven Spielberg's back catalog right now. We got our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash. So is your podcast pledge money to support the show each month and get exclusive episodes that no one else gets access to. This month is a double rewards month. You already got one episode of Markellis, Adam, and Amanda talking all about the Oscars and their picks. Coming up this weekend will be our love advice episode for Valentine's Day, which already went by, but you know what we mean. And uh, I think that's everything I needed to get out there and plug. But I think that you should do what I'm doing. I am right now binge-watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., season five on netflix and i gotta tell you mark it's fucking phenomenal <laughs> really is this the one where they're in space uh yeah the first half of the season they're in space okay so. i think I in did, the future yeah i did watch some of that and i i watched some of uh some of the later episodes so i know some of the characters uh motivations i guess you can say yeah i just got uh, through episode 13 oh yeah in a shit. couple days so um, yeah, it's good. I mean, I love that show. 
I can understand why some people don't like it. Obviously, if you're looking for Iron Man and Thor to show up every week, you are watching the wrong show. (laughs) (laughs) But if you used to like cheesy uh, Saturday syndicated shows like Lex or (laughs) Cleopatra, Um, Cleopatra, 2525. Right, right. uh, Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda, (laughs) (laughs) like that kind of show set on the outskirts of the MCU. This is phenomenal. And if you've been watching it for five years, a lot of stuff starts paying off in season five. That's been building and building and building. So it's, it's great. I would suggest checking out agents of shield. And I also will suggest that you check out the umbrella Academy on Netflix, because that, my friends is what we'll be talking about next week with special guest, our friend, Tim Jones, the artist and creator of the sour grapes comic strip. And a good friend of ours will be on next week with Aubrey coming back to talk all about the Umbrella Academy and all the nerdy news that drops. But this has been episode number 237 of the So Wizard podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My single co-host has been Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagans. Hey, one year ago this year, Black Panther came out. So happy Black History Month, Wakanda forever. We'll see you next week, my friends. Remember, future events such as these may affect you in the future. Good journey.